I went from high school being a mostly A student to college where I was making C's. Coming into NC State or a big university like this, being an underrepresented population or student, it's hard to find people who look like you. And I would say for Native people, sometimes we have a really hard time trusting and being open to people who don't look necessarily like ourselves, even though it is allies on campus who wants to help us. The reason why I say there is really the passion of just helping students who are in similar situations like myself. You found Wolfpack Career Chats, and this is Marcy Bullock from the Career Development Center at North Carolina State University. I'm the creator of the podcast. Welcome to season four. This season will focus on versions of you, who you were, who you are, and who you will be, and we'll have exciting guests explore their journey. We're all still cooking friends, so no one put a fork in us yet. Enjoy this episode. Hello, friends. Today, I'm joined by Justin Richardson on the pod. Hi, Justin. Hey, how you doing, Say? I'm doing great. It's lovely to have you for this interview. As you know, we're working really hard to elevate marginalized voices on Wolfpack Career Chats. Tell our listeners a little bit about why you were chosen today and how you identify. Yes. So, hey, once again, everyone, I am Justin Richardson. I'm currently working at NC State in the undergraduate admissions office where I serve as a senior assistant director. As far as my personal identity, so I'm a part of the Halawasa Pony Tribe here in North Carolina. My tribal community is located in Hollister, North Carolina, which is roughly speaking about an hour and a half from the Raleigh area, more toward the northeastern part of North Carolina, the 252 area code region. Amazing. Okay, so Halawasa, and tell me the rest of it. I was listening. Yeah, fine. Halawasa Pony. Halawasa Pony. Okay, so what does that mean to you and why is it important? Yes, so on our full website, it has a full breakdown of what our name means, everything within there. Um, but really one thing I learned coming into college and of course working out in the education field, being away from my tribal community, my tribe's name kind of just means more like reminding me who I am and where I came from. And a member of my people and the kind of reason why I do the work I do today and then why I do strive to change things that we normally see within the higher education realm or even with situations with Native students going to college or kind of pursuing and leaving a tribal community to find different ways to give back. That is so fantastic. And congratulations on that work you do in admissions to work with these underrepresented groups to give them opportunities. Share a little bit, Justin, about your personal story of coming to NC State and some of the challenges that you faced and overcame. Yes. And I would say it's kind of the big foundation why I do kind of what I do now in the admissions office. So starting back as far as First going to college, I came from a super small high school, Warren County High School, which is considered a tier one county, which means very low resource in a sense. But I was a first generation college student. I really didn't know too much about the college going process, about what it meant to go to college, how to fund for college and kind of have scholarships or really not much about that. My biggest inspiration and kind of role model back then was honestly my high school counselor, who still kind of serves as a mentor to me to this day. He really pushed for me not only to take challenging classes in high school, but to really have kind of like believe in myself a little bit more in school and not just settle for the simple, easy way out of things and anything around there. He encouraged me to look at NC State. New and four, of course, I got admitted into NC State into the exploratory studies program. First got to NC State. I was super excited. I tell everyone I felt like a little kid in a candy store. I came from a super small area with no stoplights to this big, huge city, the city uh, being right within Raleigh, so close to downtown. It was like, man, it's so much stuff to do. And the simple things that 
I take it for granted sometimes now. It's kind of crazy to me. So even the idea of thinking that if it's nine o'clock at night and I want to get food, I can easily go find food. Where back home, we don't have any fast food restaurants to go to so quickly. And things you just shut down at 10 p.m. So it was a very big shock as far as coming in. Besides the more fun part of thinking I'm downtown Raleigh, switching gears to the important side of it, which is the academic side, I honestly struggled when I first got here. I hit a lot of speed bumps very quickly as far as managing my time learning how to study, and then managing a more heavier course load. In high school, I really didn't study at all. Everything luckily came kind of natural to me with doing my coursework. So coming to NC State, learning how to study, just being in college was a big difference for myself while going through kind of that big culture shock of being so far from our community. I came in doing exploratory studies, which meant our first year undecided major, where I can kind of bounce around and get a feel for everything. And my first goal was really thinking I wanted to do psychology. And my thought process back then was I like talking to people and then I got, thought I gave really good advice. So that class my first semester and at the end of the, that semester, I actually filled my psychology course and I realized it sounded like a really good major and it was something real popular. A lot of students mentioned in high school, but it really wasn't a good fit for me. I had then told my advisor I wanted to major in animal science and I took equine science. Very embarrassing, but I didn't realize that was about horses and it was the main focus. And so within a week or two in that class, I realized that was not a good fit for me. Went to my advisor like, can I please drop this course? She said, OK, don't panic. What else are you looking at? And I really want to do accounting and go to more of a business model. I enjoyed math back then. Not as much anymore. I enjoyed math back then. And this more the aspects of Learning a business was pretty interesting to me, and I wanted to go accounting. And then that's when I hit my really big obstacle of everything had kind of caught up to me in a sense. That's my freshman year. I went from high school being a mostly A student to college where I was making C's and sometimes even lower than that. And I had a really big GPA battle. And that's when it really came to me of like, I got to figure out what I'm doing here and get myself together and really realize how to get over this obstacle and the speed bump. Luckily, I was able to get over it. Now, communication media is my major. And to move forward, I got my degree here in communications with a media concentration, which I absolutely loved. But first coming into college was more of a little point of realizing who I am, more about my identity in general, and kind of what was my passion and my drive behind everything, and figuring out, like, okay, how will I overcome this and not just be that normal stereotype of not making it? And that is quite a story, Justin. So from starting in psychology, going to animal science, accounting, and then communications, woo, that is a big circle. But sometimes that's what you have to do is you have to do the stumbling. You have to realize where you are meant to be by testing the waters out and what a great result. But like you said, it was not easy. I would love to hear you talk a little bit about exploratory studies and if that is something you recommend to people who maybe are beginning their journey without a lot of clarity. Absolutely. I tell any student, of course, with what I do with admissions, we talk to students about potentially picking a major here and going through the idea of what program to apply for. And I tell any student, if you're a little undecided on the fence or you know, you're weighing a couple options out. Exploratory studies is a really good chance to kind of come in. And I kind of use a pool analogy a lot of thinking like coming, kind of get your feet wet before you dive into the deep end and really have a way to kind of see all the options. A common thing we see a lot is students really know kind of the, the popular majors. So the ideas of engineering, 
biology, psychology, business. But the other majors is kind of unique and a little bit different. I feel like we learn more about it when you're in the college setting, the different avenues and paths within there. So it's a good way to get, get that broad exposure at one time while having someone walk you through the process of saying, like, let's find out more about who you are, things you enjoy. Do you want something more customer facing or something a little bit more behind a computer? Or do you want something more indoors, outdoors? And kind of challenge you to look at different programs and kind of get out of your comfort zone which is something that I definitely needed coming from a small area of like step outside of what you're used to and what's kind of known as the norm. Oh, and super great that you used your resources and you talked to your advisor. Sometimes people are afraid to ask for help. And I think the advisors in exploratory studies are outstanding. And there's no shame in the game to say, I don't know what equine is, because honestly, we're all learning and we're all a work in progress. And when I heard your story, I just thought, oh, how humble you are to to just be so honest and genuine and vulnerable in sharing you know, that failure, because honestly, if you are not failing, you're just staying in your comfort zone. And I think every student needs to experience that and realize how they can find the right fit. And in addition, in our show notes, I want to link up to exploratory studies for deciding students and our career identity program, which is really helpful for any student who is in a major and just not sure of where they should step next. All right, now let's dig in a little bit to role models. You talked about mentors you've had in your life. And for a student here, we're going to be airing this during November, which is Native American Heritage Month. A student that identifies with that population, what recommendations do you have for them so they can see people like you who look like them and are successful? Because that wasn't too easy for you, was it? Yes, it was very hard. So as my story, I love telling people it because it kind of breaks some of the barriers down. I think we all struggle with sometimes or knowing like it's okay to not know right away or to go through obstacles. Okay. It really makes you stronger. And I don't really regret anything that I went through and did. The first thing I would say is coming into NC State or a big university like this, being an underrepresented population or student, it's hard to find people who look like you. And I would say for Native people, sometimes we have a really hard time trusting and being open to people who don't look necessarily like ourselves, even though it is allies on campus who wants to help us. And so it can be two different aspects from an employee standpoint at the university and really pushing for a welcoming campus and being inclusive to everyone. It's important for us as staff to make sure we have that open door and knowing that students can trust us and we're here to listen to students. Situations they're going through, whether it's accomplishments or obstacles, and really being there to support them overall within it. And for Native students on campus, it's knowing that it's good to find someone you can trust, whether it's someone who looks extremely like just like yourself or someone you have comfort in, whether it might be a professor or a faculty or staff member or your academic advisor, someone. A really good first step, I can always say, if you can reach out to me and find me in the admissions office. Also, at the same time, we do travel quite a bit, especially in the fall with recruitment. Next one I usually recommend is Multicultural Student Affairs, which is located on the fourth floor of Tally. Um, it feels like the third, could you come in the second, but it's the first, uh, the fourth floor. But Multicultural Student Affairs is a really good resource for students of color in general on campus. Help them get connected resources, knowing they have a place of belonging on campus. And they were what I used coming into campus. I have a crazy story. My advisor had to pull my teeth sometimes if I could talk to her. I wouldn't come right away and tell them my problems. But my junior years when I really started being open, 
talking about my situation, what I was going through, my thoughts. And my first mentor, being a college student, was the assistant director at the time in multicultural student affairs. And he was someone that I didn't go looking for for a mentor. He had a very hard shell, like I did in a sense, of kind of a way of like, not standoffish, but more of like, it is what it is. And we're going to see how this goes. He was worried about me at first and I was worried about him. And honestly, we have an amazing relationship because we do connect on different levels and we have ways where we can kind of relate to each other. And so it kind of happened naturally and been someone I could talk about, okay, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm dealing with. Also, how do I find this and what I'm going to do after graduation? So he was a really good influence to me. And he's once again, someone I still keep in contact today with career choices or career things I go through. I'm looking for advice because he's someone who I trust. I know he's been through some similar situations as myself. I love that. That is so great that you found that person who could really give you that mentoring lift up, even though it was a little gruff exterior, you are able to break through that shell. And then sometimes that's how it is. And you never know the person that is going to impact your life in such a, a big, meaningful way. I'm curious how you ended up in your job now. How did you find this job? And why do you stay there? Yes. So my junior year, I started getting more involved with the Native American Student Association, or NASA for short. They had an advisor who was the assistant director of multicultural student affairs, and he worked a lot with someone who was working in the undergraduate admissions office. They had an internship program to open up, and they encouraged me to apply for it to see what happens. I was able to land the internship, so my last year and a half at NC State, I did that as my internship throughout the semester. And basically, I stuck with them ever since. So I started as an intern. I graduated December 2015, June 2016. I was hired as an admissions counselor, went from an assistant director, and now I'm a senior assistant director. It's hilarious because talking to the staff members now, they told me that when I first was hired as an intern, they felt like they were taking a chance on me. I was someone who had all this passionate energy, but it was so sporadic and all over the place. And it really wasn't like a, like, let's pull this in, rein in some of these strengths and kind of use it in a good manner. The reason why I stay there is really the passion of just helping students who are in similar situations like myself. So whether someone came from a small community of was first generation or the students who really thought that they didn't know college was a reasonable goal for them, like a reachable goal, and really just helping students to see they can come out to a big university such as NC State and to see and be a difference maker is the reason why I stay into it and I stay what I do. And I love what I do overall, the passion behind it. It's helping students and kind of being at say like you can change your future or change your family's path of what you're normally known for, you can change it. And the hard work you've done, we can use this and you can go and not just settle for the bare minimum or what your community is used to and kind of what everyone says you should do based on society. More like, let's break this standard and show you how much you've done so far and how to keep pushing for yourself. So what is a very meaningful tradition that you take from your upbringing? And we're going to move into kind of the theme of our podcast this season, which is versions of you, which is I was. So tell us a little bit about what you were and how that transformed into who you are now, the I am. Yes. As far as who I was, I was this very shy, laughing person. It kind of sounds weird as far as saying shy and laughing because I was someone in high school who hung around in a sense, I'm going to use quotation marks, the cool kids, but I really didn't say too much. And they used to always joke about me because I would always smile. I can't help but smile and I've always had it for myself. But I was a shy student who was not too much. As far as what I am now, I would say more of an advocate and really pushing for students and learning how to use my voice, which is something that I struggle with first starting to work in my career. 
but really learn how to use my voice for the better to help students. My mentor told me a long time ago when I was in college, really stuck with me was, you're going to graduate from NC State. That's going to happen. But what have you done to help for others after yourself? And that's kind of the passion and reason why I do some of the work I do now with helping students not only go to college, but figuring out what they can do career-wise and really help them overall. So that's something that kind of stuck definitely with, within myself that a whole. As far as culturally things that I kind of push with, with push and kind of do in my normal career, it's something that is not always, I think, we easily forget about, but it's the more the idea of building community and building relationships. So the Native American culture in general, community, however you want to look at it, is really big on community bonding and relationships. It's not one of the things where you can come in quickly and say, I want to work with this population of people and change today really quickly. It's more about building relationships, learning who they are, learning how to access, learning how to help them, and being more that familiar face for themselves. And so it's something that takes a little bit of time. So working with these populations that I do now my job with students and with careers is really like building a relationship, not just a one-time thing where I'm going to see you in an event, that's it. But more like, hey, I'm going to see you this event, hope you see this upcoming thing. Or if I see you out at a college fair, like, come talk to me. Let me see how everything is going for you. If I have a chance to interact with your parents, how is that going for you? But really more using that idea, using my platform of college to say, like, I want to help you. I would love you at NC State. But also, let me just help you with the college process and navigate some of the obstacles that I know I went through to show you that you can go through so you can help others out there yourself, too. The work you're doing is so inspirational, Justin, and we will link up to the NASA group that you mentioned so other Native students will have a chance to build that community that I know has impacted you in such a positive way. So for our last question, we're going to take our crystal ball, look into the future, and we're going to have you answer this question. I will be be dot 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 yes so this is something i think i've told myself a lot with my goals and i would say crystal ball wise it will say i will be successful i like using successful because i think it changes no matter what you are in life as far as what success looks like that's something you can always stick with so it can be something as far as successful career wise or more your personal wise with a family looking back i would say just being a difference maker looking back and showing that the work I've done with my career, even outside doing working with the native population of people that I've helped people make a difference in some shape or form or the work I did talking to them has showed them or their family members they can kind of push and kind of break the norms their family is used to and say kind of break away from the idea of being a first generation college student or going to be able to leave your home community and still give back to them and make them connections overall. So I would say, yeah, I will be successful and to keep pushing through the hard times, the barriers, um, and then the speed bumps you're always going to hit. It's that idea of, are you going to get over the speed bump or turn it around and let, you, let it stop you? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Justin. 